to Mr. Biz Radio, biz talk for biz owners. If you're ready to stop faking the funk and take your business onward and upward, this show is for you. And now, here's Mr. Biz, Ken Wentworth. All right, welcome to another episode of Mr. Biz Radio with me, Mr. Biz, Ken Wentworth. And uh, I got a question for everyone to start off. How many of you guys have gone to bed and slept and slept longer than usual, maybe? You know, you, 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 you slept for eight, nine hours, maybe even longer. You wake up and you're awake for an hour or two and you're like, you're yawning. Oh my gosh, I'm tired. How the heck am I still tired? I slept for, you know, eight, nine hours. I should be plenty well rested. Well, help is on the way because we're going to talk about how to sleep better. And it's not just about the volume of sleep. It's about the quality of sleep that you get. And as we all know, and I talk about this all the time in my personal life, especially is, man, if you don't get enough sleep or quality sleep, it impacts every stinking aspect of your life, right? So you're, you're got a shorter temper, you, things bother you that wouldn't normally bother you. You're not as productive. You're not as effective as a communicator, as a husband, as a wife, as a brother, spouse, you know, uh, father, uh, mother, et cetera. So super, super important. So that's why I wanted to have our guest this week on because she is going to help us learn how to sleep better. So our guest this week is Carice Laguerre. Carice is a registered dental hygienist and myofunctional therapist. That's a mouthful. Uh, she founded the Myo Spot, which is a practice aimed at amplifying oral wellness to whole body wellness. Through teletherapy, she helps clients of all ages overcome tongue ties, TMJ disorders, sleep apnea, hello, grinding, anxiety, and various breathing and orofactual dysfunction. She's passionate about education and self-help, and she's published a book, Accomplished, How to Sleep Better, Eliminate Burnout, and Execute Goals, and that's what we're going to talk about today. Carice, welcome to Mr. Biz Radio. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm look, I, I just shared with you before we got started with the show off, offline, I just had a sleep study done, actually about a month ago, I had a sleep study done myself. Uh, Mrs. Biz may have uh, nudged slash kicked me in the butt to get that done. Uh, we'll talk about that more later, but... Before we dive into all that, why don't you, if you would, tell us a little bit about your 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 entrepreneurial journey, your journey and your career? Because I think it's interesting to me that you go from a dental hygienist into the Mayo spot and and sleep. And so I'm I'm really curious to hear sort of that tie-in and how that all uh, came to fruition for you. Absolutely. So I am a mother of four, and as most parents can probably relate to, a lot of what we do, we're kind of propelled into because of our children. My children were very influential into the change into my journey from a clinical registered dental hygienist into doing an independent practice. Um, my children had various issues. So I have one boy and three girls. The boy had ADHD, behavioral, emotional issues that we were forever in and out of the principal's office. And at various points, I didn't think he was going to make it through, you know, just middle school. And then my daughters had sleep issues and upper respiratory, constant ear, throat infections, congestion, you name it. A lot of this stuff is very common and so a lot of people assume it's normal and the pediatrician just kind of said, eh, you know, they'll grow out of it. But was a pediatric dentist that I actually happened to be working for that brought me into the connection between our mouths and how we're breathing and sleep and really put a lot of the pieces together that transformed my family and um, 
from there, I wanted to help as many people as possible. So it really went from seeing the 360 in my household and meeting my children for the first time, because that's what I like to say it is, because once they were free from all that, I got to see who they actually were as people. And to seeing that now in people of all ages, you know, there's no age where good sleep doesn't benefit you. Yeah, I mean, so I used to be a competitive power lifter. A lot of guys in that sport are very large, um, including a lot of the guys I used to train with. And so most of them would end up on a CPAP. And here's the interesting thing to me is, you know, especially, uh, well, all of them, but the one in particular, I remember he, he's a single guy, so he didn't have a spouse, you know, hitting him in the back, waking him up in the middle of the night because he's snoring or whatever. But he'd come over my house several times to watch football games and things like that. We go down to man cave and he would doze off. Like, it's almost like I started to think, does he have narcolepsy? Because, you know, it's two in the afternoon on a Sunday and we would train Sunday mornings and he would come over to the house and he's dozing off. And then he'd wake up, you know, eat a snack, whatever, maybe have a beer. And then he's back asleep. And then, and he's snoring like a freight train. Well, anyway, he finally went and got a sleep study done. And he said, oh my gosh, like, like two days. So here's how bad it was, Chris. He went to get the sleep study done. He goes into the facility. They get him all hooked up and all that stuff, right? And, you know, for those unfamiliar, you go and you spend the night. Typically, I actually did mine at home, um, but this was pre-COVID or whatever. So he went to the facility. They hook him all up. You're supposed to spend the night there. They monitor your sleep and all these bunch of different things. And they woke him up after an hour and a half and said, you can go home. Wow. Your numbers are so bad. We don't need you to stay here the rest of the night. Clearly you're uncomfortable. You can just go home. Like <laughs> we have enough data on how bad your sleep is. You don't even need to spend the night here. We got it. And then he got his, he got a CPAP machine. He's two nights into it. He said, Ken, my life has changed forever. Oh yeah. Because he, he said he was getting more and more to where he would sleep for, you know, 10, 12. And he said on the, on Friday nights, he said, I'll go to sleep at 7 PM and I'll sleep until 10 or 11 the next day. And then at two or three, I feel like I need a nap. He said, because the quality of my sleep was so poor. And then he started with the CPAP and just absolutely changed his whole life. The guy's lost a bunch of weight. Like he's just a completely different person. So I'm sure a lot of that resonates with you and what you see on a daily basis. Absolutely. And a lot of it has to do with how he's breathing. So when we talk about a CPAP, let's break down those letters. It's a continuous positive airway pressure machine. It's pretty much forcing your airway to stay open so that you can breathe appropriately. All he got was a machine to keep him open so that he can breathe. And now his sleep is forever changed. So a lot of the sleep hygiene tips that people are trying, or you're getting the most fancy mattress, or you're trying to get this pillow, or you're turning off your TV so that you don't have any blue light. None of that's going to help you breathe any better. And the breathing is actually what's helping you regulate and go through your sleep cycles. And so that is the big connection that really helps me help others make that transformation. It makes perfect sense to me. I mean, you know, as you mentioned, some of those other things can help you fall asleep and maybe stay asleep. But again, we go back to the quality versus the quantity. You know, even if you turn off the TV and you don't have your phone or any screens in front of your face and you've got, you know, a cool bedroom and you've got some white noise, you know, all of those boxes you check that help you get to sleep and maybe stay asleep. But as you said, and this is why I wanted to have you on the show to talk about this, because the breeding aspect of it is the quality aspect of it. 
And so you hear some of these people and, I, and it makes you wonder, you know, you hear a lot of these entrepreneurs and these gurus that say, oh, I, I only get five hours of sleep a night. And some people go, oh my gosh, I could never do that. And it makes me wonder, is it maybe they're a little bit crazy? And second of all, is that they're, they're, maybe they have really high quality sleep. And so their five hours might equate to your seven or eight because your, yours is just not nearly as high quality because of your breathing. Exactly. The breathing is the key. And so, yes, they might be a little bit crazy too. I, I believe that is a role and plays a factor, but absolutely how they're breathing is going to make the difference in the quality and the difference between restorative sleep and restful sleep. Awesome. Well, that's, that's a good, that's a good segue. So we're going to, we're up against a break here, but um, uh, I want to talk about that in the next segment. I also want to talk a little bit about the book. Uh, what, what prompted you to write the book after you got into this? Um, I think that'll be interesting. And of course, during the third segment, we're going to pick your brain a little bit on and give us some tips on how to sleep better. Um, but now we're going to hit a break, come back. We'll do the Mr. Biz tip of the week and we'll continue talking with Carice Laguerre. If you would like to reach hundreds of thousands of business owners every week, Mr. Biz Radio can help. Our show airs globally seven days a week for more than 25 hours across several internet radio stations plus 20 plus podcast platforms. Also, video exposure on the new exclusive Mr. Biz Network streaming channel, which gets blasted to 100 plus streaming platforms and the Mr. Biz YouTube channel and our 350,000 social media followers multiple times every week. Join Mr. Biz Nation as an advertiser by emailing us at info at MrBizSolutions.com. Are you ready to automate your business? Automation is the key to scaling a business and building wealth. It's also one of the most difficult things for a small business owner to do on their own. If you're looking for help with automation, Pulse Technology CRM can help. We have an exclusive offer for Mr. Biz Nation. We will build everything for free, even if it's a sophisticated funnel. Visit thepulsespot.com forward slash Mr. Biz for this exclusive offer. Got a question for Mr. Biz you want answered on air? Email it to info at MrBizSolutions.com. Now, once again, here's Mr. Biz. All right, welcome back to the show. It is time for Mr. Biz Tip of the Week, and this tip is... Uh, it's, it's a little hard-hitting. I'm going to warn you. It's a little hard-hitting. Not too hard-hitting, but a little bit. If the pain of losing, losing is not greater than the joy of winning, you are playing a game you will eventually lose. By game, I mean your business, your career, relationships. This applies to everything in life. That pain of losing, of, of falling short, has to be greater than the, the joy that you get from winning. I know that sounds a little bit harsh or maybe a little counterintuitive even, Oh my gosh, and I'm not saying don't celebrate the wins. I'm not saying not, not to be happy about those. But man, losing, falling short, that has to sting. That has to leave. And if it doesn't, eventually you're, you're going to fall short overall, right? In, in a relationship, in your business, what, it doesn't matter what it is. Those things are extremely important. And again, if you're in a career, let's say you're in a corporate career, and that it does not resonate with you or that does not happen, you're probably going to need to leave the corporate world soon because that that should be should be something that uh, over that, that overcomes the the joy of winning um, that pain of losing or falling short. So that is Mr. Biz Tip of the week. Again, we're talking this week with Carice Laguerre. Um, you can find out more on our website, themyospot.com. That's themyospot.com. You can follow her on Instagram, themyospot. Um, and again, check out her book, which is 
how, uh, accomplish, how to sleep better, eliminate burnout, and execute goals. You can find that on Amazon, of course. Um, so, Carice, let's get back into this a little bit. Now, you mentioned uh, before, right before the break, kind of a little tease there, you mentioned uh, two types of sleep and the difference between those. Let's talk about that a little bit. Yeah, so restorative sleep is what we want to aim for. Restorative sleep is all the appropriate functions that need to happen because why do we sleep? We sleep so that we can get a number of bodily functions done. One, we're going to give rest to our body and we're going to refuel, but we're definitely going to have our brain drain. So it's got a lot of different things that it has to filter out. We have our kidneys filtering our blood. We have all sorts of uh, lymphatic and endocrine systems filtering out our brain. The only time that it actually filters out is when we are sleeping. That's the only time we deposit memories. That's the only time we're really able to input all of the information and retain it for short slash long-term memory. Uh, that's the only time that we get cell regeneration and our immune system is really really pumping and rubbing itself back up. So we want all of those processes to happen. And so restorative sleep is when you are actually getting a lot of those processes done. Restful sleep is when your body has to put like a pause on a lot of those functions. So when you go in and let's say you're going to have an operation or a procedure done and they put you under anesthetic, you're not sleeping. It's not actual sleep. None of those restorative processes are happening. You're pretty much in like a, a light coma. You're just sedated for lack of a better term. And so that's what's going to happen if your body's unable to do all of these processes. And so when we talk about breathing, breathing is like the most important thing that all of us do for our bodies. And therefore, our body has to prioritize that. If you are struggling to breathe and the body has to keep waking you up so that you can breathe, you're never going to get and settle into REM so that you can start all these restorative processes. So you will just stay in a restful state, but you won't ever actually be restored. So you won't feel good. That's why you don't feel like you had a great night of sleep, even though you may have been in bed seven, eight, nine, ten plus hours. So, um, you know, I mean, I guess my next obvious question is, what's the long term impact of that, right? So, if you if you don't get enough of the restorative, and you're you're you know higher, much higher percentage on the restful side, which sounds good, but uh, you know, if you're in that state for 10, 20, 30, 40 years you know, I'm sure there are studies, but you know, what are some of the impacts that that has if from 20 to 60, you're in that more restful rather than restorative, restorative, you know, when you're 60 years old, what type of health impact does that have on you? It's got to be massive, right? Absolutely. So there's a lot of cognitive impact and a lot of association and research has been done with Alzheimer's and dementia. Uh, you're more likely to experience that if you are not getting well rested and you're not getting good sleep. Um, you're also putting yourself at higher risk of heart disease. Uh, definitely a lot of issues with digestion, if, especially if you're eating late before bed, like our mm. digestive system actually does need to recover as well. And so we need to be able to have that system working too. So you're going to see a lot of effects as far as your health, your immune system, you won't be, you'll be more susceptible to disease and so forth. Over the long term, there's nothing positive that's going to happen for sure. So uh, what about sleep aids, external sleep aids, not, not I guess, kind of non-natural. So for example, I'm not going to name anyone, but friends of mine, perhaps family members that maybe like to have a few cocktails in the evening to help them sleep. 
Uh, I've got mm. some that I feel like they might overdose on melatonin someday because they really rely on melatonin uh, pretty heavily. Things like that. What what impact do those have? So the alcohol doesn't actually put you in like a state of sleep. You, you might get tired. It's going to act more like a sedative. So do a lot of the medications, the prescription medications that people take in order to help them sleep. Those are going to be more like a sedative and that's going to put you more in that restful state where you won't actually get restorative processes. Your body's not going through some of those cycles that stage one, stage two, where very critical body functions are happening in order to set you up so you can get to stage three and REM sleep. Um, what, when we talk about melatonin, melatonin is something that we should be producing naturally. And there's a lot of controversy as to whether or not there's an adequate amount of melatonin in a lot of these supplements, because we don't know what's in them. But if we're not producing it naturally, there's something already off with our circadian rhythm. And so that is something that you want to address because just taking melatonin isn't actually going to help your body properly regulate and cycle. Yeah. So, I mean, and that's, that was, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that because that's what I was going to ask next, next is, you know, what if you become, I feel like I, I don't like to be relying on anything. Um, for, for anything in life, really, uh, you know, obviously, uh, you know, rely on my spouse for things and all that, but I mean, uh, specifically for physical type things of, you know, if you have to take melatonin every single night, does that not, I mean, again, I, clearly I'm no doctor. I don't know what the heck I'm talking about, but just in my infantile brain, I'm thinking about if you take melatonin, you're talking about your, your regulatory aspect of that in your body, does your body at some point go, okay, well, well I'm not going to produce it anymore because you're giving it to me every night anyway. Absolutely. It does become dependent on it. And then it becomes your artificial need of supply. And so your body is only going to help you produce the things that it is aware you are in need of. And if mm -hmm. melatonin is in an uh, abundance of supply, you're not going to have your body regulate and secrete that hormone as readily as it should. Yeah. Yeah. Well, just real quick before we hit the uh, hit a break here, what, what led you, I'm always curious to ask authors, uh, you know, what led you to writing the book? Was there like an epiphany moment or are you just like, man, I got to get this all into, into a book? It was such a labor of love where I just really wanted to get all that information out there. There's not enough of the talk about breathing and sleep. Like I mentioned before, there's a lot of sleep hygiene tips. If you Google, how can I sleep better? You're going to get all sorts of things with, you know, ads for mattresses and pillows and blue light and blah, blah, blah. But it really is the breathing. And so it was just wanting to get that out there. Yeah, I love it. And, and again, that's 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 why I wanted to have you on the show because there's so many things, as you said, of the the cool room at a certain temperature and the no blue lights and the, you know all those things that don't address the breathing. And I've seen it again with my friends, as I had mentioned, that I used to compete with um, that were dealing with that and the, the quality was with the breathing. Um, so we're going to hit a break here. We'll come back, continue talking with Carice. Again, you can go out to our website, themyospot.com. We'll come back and she's going to give us some tips on how to sleep better. How would you like to have direct access to Mr. Biz to help you run your business more profitably and more efficiently? At MrBizSolutions.com, you get live access to not only Mr. Biz, but also several of his hand-picked and trusted business experts, each with 20-plus years of experience to help you optimally manage and grow your business. That's just the start of where Mr. Biz Solutions begins. Learn more at MrBizSolutions.com. That's MrBizSolutions.com. 
Business owners have a continually growing to-do list with little time for revenue-producing activities. With Check Off Your List and their experienced team of virtual assistants, you can focus on growing your business. Visit CheckOffYourList.com to learn how Check Off Your List's skilled team can handle your day-to-day tasks like social media, bookkeeping, calendar maintenance, and much more. Contact Check Off Your List at CheckOffYourList.com or call 888-262-1249 to see how their virtual assistants can help you live to work rather than work to live. Check out all three of Mr. Biz's best-selling books at MrBizBooks.com. Now, once again, here's Mr. Biz. All right, welcome back to the show. So, uh, Carice, we've talked about, you know, the relationship between breathing and sleep to some extent. We've talked about quality sleep versus the quantity. Let's dive into what are some natural, without giving away too much of your secret sauce, of course, um, but what are some natural solutions that we can implement to improve our sleep and sleep better? Absolutely. So the first one is that really we have to consider that our circadian rhythm is a part of our natural rhythm. And we talk a lot when we are talking to new parents about structure and routines and how babies really need it and then toddlers really need it. But we as adults, we've never grow out of this need. We need to have routines around our sleep and just in general, some parts of our life, but definitely the sleep if we're going to maintain that circadian rhythm in a healthy, natural way. So try to become as consistent as possible with your bedtime routine. What time are you going to bed? When are you going to start winding down before bed? If we say that we're going to get to bed for eight o'clock, that doesn't mean that at eight o'clock, that's when we start preparing for bed. We should be in bed by eight o'clock. You should be ready and done. So as consistent as you can become with that routine, you start to self-regulate and teach your body when they should have a lot of that melatonin, when you should be building up that sleep, when you need to be winding down into bed. So consistency is like the number one thing. Secondarily, I would highly recommend that you have a nasal hygiene routine. Not enough people have that. Our noses, that's where we're designed to breathe from. That being open and patent and available for good oxygen is going to help you one, breathe better and two, sleep better. And so use a nasal um, saline rinse or spray. You can even use one of those pots where you're really just going to cleanse out the sinuses and just make sure that you are preparing your nose for a good night of open, restful sleep. After you've cleaned out your nose, then use something to help you maintain that nose being open. Some people have problems where the nose collapses when they inhale and or exhale. You can use a strip over the nose that would open it from the outside, or you can use a nasal dilator, which from the inside would help keep it nice and open. That alone has been known to help a lot of people avoid getting, you know, uh, like elbowed in the ribs. That way they could wake up and stop snoring. (laughs) It's a really great method in order to prevent some of that snoring and just keep a nice open airway. Carice, I'll tell you before we even go any further, which these are great. Uh, so I don't want to, I don't want to stop your rhythm, so to speak, uh, pun intended, but the elbow and the ribs, there are times when I wake up in the morning and Mrs. Biz will say, how did you not wake up? I practically clubbed you over the head. Do you not remember me like trying to wake you up to get you to roll over on your side or, you know, whatever it might be. So an elbow to the ribs, at least how sometimes it works in my house would be way better than what I experienced. (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, we're thankful for Mrs. Biz that she even cares to kind of wake you up and get you. True, true, very true. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, I want to mention that another tip is to really limit the coffee intake in the afternoon. After three o'clock, we don't want to be doing anything like having naps, drinking coffee, or doing anything that's going to stimulate us to be awake. Our body should really start producing and building up that melatonin and increasing our sleep pressure. That way, by the time you get to your consistent bedtime, you are actually prepared and ready for bed. So limit any sort of stimulants after 3 p.m. That way you're able to actually get into the sleep that you need to get into. You know, what's interesting to me as you're saying this, and this all makes perfect sense to me, uh, and I'm sure it works really well. And, but, you know, the, especially the consistency, the first thing you mentioned is, you know, I know, I'm sure a lot of parents do this. When your kids are really little, you have a consistent routine. It, you know, whatever your, their bedtime might be, if their bedtime, let's say, is 8 p.m., it's 7 p.m., we go up and we brush our teeth and we put our pajamas on or we get our bath or our shower or whatever. And then at 7.30, we're reading a book or we're, you know, there's a consistency to that. And then hence your kids get great rest. And then, you know, they're growing and they're, you know, evolving. And then somewhere along the lines, we just lose that. So, I mean, it, it's almost like that, that first thing you mentioned with that consistency and establishing that circadian rhythm is it's just getting back to the basics of what we were doing with our children. A lot of us were doing with our children when they were small. Exactly. It's a circle of life. We really need to maintain that consistency. It's super easy when you have young children. I mean, you know, the problems you think you have with young children, it really like multiplies as they get older. But <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> the routines, you know, we tend to fall out of them as we get into different types of routines with extracurricular activities, sports, and just trying to manage schedules. But the yeah. routine is incredibly important consistently. Having that bedtime is going to help you regulate more than anything else. Mm -hmm. Yeah, makes makes perfect sense. Makes perfect sense. So other than establishing that consistency, nasal hygiene, which I love, by the way, and I haven't heard that before. And again, especially with the breathing makes perfect sense. And the neti pot, my wife hates it. Uh, I'm a fan of it when I'm, when I'm not, when I'm not feeling good. She, she tried it one time and was gagging and spitting everywhere. She's like, oh my gosh, I don't know how you do that. But anyway, I think it's great. Um, but the limiting caffeine, et cetera, and naps after 3 p.m. again, makes perfect sense. Now I have that in my head. 3 p.m. is the line of demarcation. I'm going to start utilizing that. Um, what are some other things we can do, Grace? I would try not to have any food prior, maybe two to three hours prior to bed, okay? Because you need to digest. And the food, if it's not digested by the time you're sleeping, now your body's reprioritizing things. So just like we talked about with the poor breathing, your body can't do some of those restorative processes. With the digestion, if your body is still digesting that you know, late night pizza that you just had to have, it's not going to be doing any of the other things. You won't be inputting memories. You're not going to get any cell regeneration and you won't be able to have a great immune system the next day. So is the pizza really worth it? I don't know. Well, it might be <laughs> depending on where you ordered it from, but yeah. the, the overall is that you really shouldn't eat um, anything that you can't digest within two to three hours prior to that bedtime. That way you're really able to get into good quality restorative sleep because that's our overall goal. We want to have all the restorative processes happening. Anything else, I mean, 
it's really just time in bed. Yeah, it's interesting you even bring that up because I've been experimenting recently with intermittent fasting. And so I've definitely been adhering to, you know, two, three, sometimes even more hours before bedtime of not eating anything, only drinking water and even limiting that. So I don't need bathroom breaks in the middle of the night. Um, and so I've noticed a change now. I didn't know if it was just because of that, or if that's just maybe sort of a little bit of the tangential benefit of, of not digesting things, which I'm not really a, a big late night eater anyway, but really sticking to that. And I mean, by never, never anything within two hours. I mean, it's usually, like I said, three, maybe four hours, never anything within two. Um, so I think that's, you know, I've, I've seen a difference there too. I think that it has something to do with that. Yeah. And track your sleep when you can. I mean, the more tools we have between these watches that are smart and our phones, uh, there's a lot of great apps. Snorlab is a really good one that I, I love, but I know that all of the watches um, do have their own apps and they do track. And so if you can track your sleep, I think that is the most important thing is to have data. Data is king. Any sort of information that you can bring to your provider and or to somebody else who can help like myofunctional therapist is going to be great in order to get you back on track. I love it. I'm a numbers nerd, Carice. You, you, you're speaking my language. You got to have the data to be able to know what the heck's going on to know what you need to fix and how to fix it, et cetera. So um, I'm sure bringing that sort of data to someone like yourself, again, check out Carice's website, themyospot.com. That's themyospot.com. Follow her on Instagram, The Myo Spot. Carice, thank you so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. I had a great time. Yeah, awesome, awesome stuff. I know you guys love this show. Let us know in the comments, etc. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Have a fantastic week. And as always, don't forget, cash flow is king. To become part of Mr. Biz Nation, follow him on all social media platforms or never miss a show by going to MrBizRadio.com. If you prefer free video content, visit the Mr. Biz YouTube channel or check out his streaming channel, which is available on 100 plus streaming platforms at MrBizNetwork.com.